Welcome to another episode of Living an Ultra Life. This is Mike and I'm your host and I'm so excited to be here and talking to you today. Today I want to talk to you about what it was like to run the legends of ultra running. A couple weeks ago I did the Cape Fear 24 hour. I signed up for it because it was booked as one of the easier 24 hours to get 100 miles at and so that's kind of why I did it. Now, I didn't know that the legends of ultra running would be there. So it was such an incredible surprise on getting there. Going into the race, I was just focused on training well and chasing 100 miles in 24 hours, which for, you know, a back of the pack person is, you know, it's a, it's a tall order, but I felt like I had trained pretty well for it and I thought that I could get it. Well, you know, some ultra runners, think 24 hours 100 miles not a big deal but us slow guys it's it is a big deal so i pushed myself hard in training to run the 0.5981 mile loop consistently and as fast as my 57 year old legs could carry me you know i didn't take one thing into account though and that was that i would have fanboy laps and a fanboy lap is where i would have the opportunity to listen some to some of the legends of ultra running muse about times past and they would just kind of every once in a while dispense with these little incredible nuggets of wisdom and i walked away from my race more excited after 24 hours than anything i've ever done before i was just i was so excited it was so much fun i ended up with 90 miles in 24 hours and i'm 99.9 percent sure that if the legends hadn't shown up that i would have gotten 100 miles but the thing is is i'm not disappointed with my effort and I'm definitely not disappointed with the chats I had with these amazing humans. So maybe I should add that the people I had the opportunity to run with, not the all-time greats. They're not in the American Ultra Running Hall of Fame. They're not even on most people's lists of the greatest of all times. Fast runners and those who hit the podiums wouldn't know most of these people. But to the back of the pack runners, these people are our inspiration. They magnify the relentless forward movement that I talk about a lot, and they continue to inspire young athletes who simply want to run free and long without the pressure to chase podiums. Just describing what it was like, I pull into the parking lot on Friday afternoon, my wife and I got the van all set up for camping, and then she took off with one of her friends who lived nearby to get a good night's rest because she was going to crew me. So I wanted her to get a good night's sleep in an actual real bed. And I began wandering around the park. And I met a couple who asked me, hey, have you had a chance to meet any of the legends yet? And I said I hadn't. And they began introducing me to people. So the very first person I met was somebody I had read about in the Born to Run book, Joey Anderson. And he was just sharing knowledge about ultra running and stories of the old time runners who didn't even know they were doing ultras. They were just running really, really long miles. And, you know, it was so cool meeting Joey and just listening to him tell tales of these guys that would take off. And one of them decided, hey, let's go run the Appalachian Trail, see how many miles we get. And they end up with 110 miles. And, you know, that was kind of the creation of the Old Dominion 100 long before the Old Dominion 100 even existed. They went down to the Smoky Mountains and ran some hard trails down there. And they would just go off and adventure and do these things. And he said, we're a bunch of hippies who just like to run long and sit around the campfire afterwards and have a good time. He said, we don't know what our times were. We didn't really care. We didn't really know how many miles unless we took and were able to kind of track it by car the next day. I just loved that. It was just so much fun. 
Later on that evening before the rain began, I met another person that I heard about at other races. He's not a podium runner, but he's one of the most durable runners around. His name is Paul Heckert, H-E-C-K-E-R-T. He's also kind of cool. He's a recognized astronomy researcher. And he was just telling stories about stars in the skies and, you know, all these different races he's run. He's done HOTS. He's done Vol State. These are both multi-day events. He's done uh, Race Against the Ages, which is a kind of unique ultra-running thing where the older you are, the more time you get to hit 100 miles. He's done some of these races that are just fun. He's done Six Days at the Dome. He was telling the story about six days at the Dome where he had done 258 miles and then couldn't walk the next week. But, I mean, just fun listen to the stories. So then the race began, and the race began in a rainstorm. It was kind of fun, so we were all drenched right from the very get-go. But I ran the first 20 loops, and I was very, very structured, very focused, three-minute run, one-minute walk strategy, and I absolutely talked to nobody the first 20 loops. However... Right after the first 20 loops, I saw that nobody was hanging with Tom Green. And I really wanted to meet and talk with him because I had seen him at a couple other 24-hour events. And this guy is a legend. Tom Green is the first ever finisher of the Grand Slam of Ultra Running in 1986. He finished the Old Dominion 100, Western States 100, Wasatch 100, and Leadville 100. So that was the beginning of the Grand Slam of Ultras. His athletic prowess is just amazing. But what I really wanted to talk to him about was his recovery from a freak accident that nearly killed him. See, to me, this is what makes Tom a legend. He went from an elite ultra runner with multiple podiums and really, really fast times to a runner who uses a baby jogger for balance. The most amazing thing to me is that he's still finishing 100 milers. And at this race... He finished 71 miles and 24 hours, two weeks after completing the Yeti 100 on the Virginia Creeper, Creeper Trail. The Creeper Trail of Virginia, I forget how it's called. But it's it's not an easy race, And but Tom, two weeks before, finished a 100-mile race and then came back and ran 71 miles in 24 hours. And getting to just listen to him tell stories, he shared a story about food that was just amazing, about how he discovered that processed foods would never get him to where he wanted to do. And so he eats organic foods as much as he can. Just He's just a neat, neat guy, and I wish everybody would get a chance to, to run with him. At one point in the race, I stalked, yes, I did stalk, Jamila Abdulrahim Mujahid, and I shared a lap with her telling stories and just being the incredible person she is. She danced a little with me, tried to get me to dance. That was an awkward moment. Maybe someday I'll show that video. You guys, this young lady has overcome so many obstacles in life to become one of the runners that people seek out at races. Her spirit and enthusiasm are incredibly contagious. For those of you who don't know, Jamila um, helped to found Black Girls Run. She's a mother of... Four, and she has finished 93 100-mile races, and her goal is to finish her 100th 100th in 2021. So 
I got to see her be the DFL at Grindstone 100 when I was crewing my buddy up there. That was a lot of fun watching her come across at 31 hours and change with this big giant smile on her face because they tried to pull her at the 96 mile aid station because they said she couldn't make it to the finish in 32 hours and she did it. She was just an amazing human being. It was lots of fun getting to spend time with her. I got to run with two local Hampton Rudds runners that always inspire me whenever I see them at a race. Um, both these gentlemen are just incredible. They're very gracious men. And uh, I really hope that the world begins to take notice of them. John Price regaled me with some stories of his time on multiple transcontinental runs. And he also gave me some tips for catching 10-minute laps on the side of the road. He's done that at Ball State and HOTS, both multiple day ultra marathons. And he shared with me the tip of how to uh, lay down on the side of the road, catch a 10-minute nap, and get back up and going. I was sharing with him that I was running a 200-miler next year, and he said, 10-minute nap. That's the secret to doing it. The other guy that I saw, every time I see him run anywhere, I just admire what he's doing. Thomas Hicks is the president of Tidewater Striders, and I just think he is just an incredible human being. He's overcoming a debilitating illness that most people just kind of, you know, sit down in a chair and, and suffer and die. I watched my mother-in-law suffer from this illness for years and finally succumb to it in, in her 80s. To watch Thomas go out there and lay down some amazing times and distances, it's just, I, I wish that everybody could really get to know Thomas, the runner, and the man who is overcoming so much adversity and understand that we've got a gem right here in the Hampton Roads area, and I don't think a lot of people even realize what a gem he is. So I, it was just so much fun just to get to share a couple laps with him. Two people that I had heard about through reading stories about the last annual Vol States Road Race were Henry Lupton and Kimberly Durst. I got to catch up with them and hear hilarious stories of these road races and some of the things they've seen out there. It was just such a treat to be able to listen to some of the greats of the ultra running community. One of the people that I'd been trying to catch up with, but he always had people around him. And I was just like, man, am I ever going to be able to grab you know, just two seconds with this guy? Because I just wanted to hear some of the stories. It's Ray Krolowicz, K-R-O-L-E-W-I-C-Z. And I'd only read stories about this mythical runner, and finally I spotted him walking slowly around the loop, and I was with my wife. She uh, walked a loop with me, and I asked Ray if I could introduce her, because I figured that would be great. Um, this entrance gave me three loops of incredible stories from one of the greatest ultra runners of all time that most people will never know about. It was just so much fun hearing about this guy who has done everything in the ultra running sport that you can ever imagine. He still laid down over 62 miles in a 24-hour period. And, you know, I'm just inspired by these people who are getting on in age. But they just look at age as a number, and they're still out there doing incredible stuff. It was worth it all to overcome obstacles, run the Cape Fear 24-hour race, simply to spend time with these incredible people. They're there nearly every year. So I'm going to tell you right now, if you have the opportunity Sign up to run Cape Fear 24 hour just to spend time with the rock stars. I did run a race. I know I'd spent a lot of time talking, but I did run a race. So I began this race shooting for doing 100 miles in 24 hours. 
And that's a tall order for me. I'm not a gifted athlete with a speed button. I can run for hours, but I don't really have a lot of speed. At around the 21-hour mark, I had just over 78 miles, and I knew that 100 miles was out because I just didn't see how I was going to do 22 miles in three hours. And so I said, okay, over the next three hours, I'm just going to focus on getting to 90, and I'm not going to settle for anything less. So I hit the timing mat at 23 hours, 53 minutes, 49 seconds. And on my watch, I had 89.42 miles. And I could have settled. Everybody was cheering, ready to hand me my little medal. And I was like, oh, hell no. I knew I had about six minutes to get my behind around the almost 0.6 mile loop. I didn't really know if there was anything left in my legs at this point. So as I hit the first kind of left turn after you come out of the aid station, I just simply said, God, I need strength and I needed a little speed. And I just took off. Before I knew it, I was rounding the last turn. I saw the finish line ahead of me. And at a dead sprint, I hit the finish line in 23 hours, 58 minutes, 36 seconds. I had accomplished two goals of mine. I had broken the 90 mile mark, but most importantly, I kept moving for 24 hours. I was psyched. If I don't know if there's any video of me coming across the finish line, but I was excited about hitting it. I've always had to take a nap of at least 10 minutes during these races. So for me, the absolute number one goal was to keep moving for all 24 hours. I'd allowed myself to stop, I changed clothes, I ate something substantial a couple times, but I never stopped for more than eight minutes. Man, I, it was an incredible race and it was more fun than a human should be allowed to have. And I learned a lot of things at Cape Fear 24 hour. One, you know what, pay your dues to some of the legends when you get a chance to be with them. Show them some respect. I watched a lot of people just running fast around these guys, never really getting a chance to know who they are. There's so much we can learn from people who have gone and done the things that we haven't done yet. And I just want to be one of those people that respects and honors them. The second thing is, you know what, it's okay to miss your goal but never strive to do your best. And what I mean by that is in an ultra running race, there's always goals. Everybody has their A goal and everything. And sometimes things don't go to plan. For me, this wasn't that it didn't go to plan. It's that I spent too much time being a fanboy. But you know, in an ultra running race, not everything's gonna go to plan, but you can still give your very best effort every time. And you know what? That goes into life too. And the third thing is, there's always more that you can do than you think you can. When I took off at that dead sprint on the last lap after 23 hours, 53 minutes, I don't know where it came from, quite frankly. But all I know is I had Godspeed. And when it came, there was a strength, there was a speed, there was an element that I was invincible. And I crossed the line with my fastest loop of the day. The fastest loop of 24 hours was the very, very last one, lap number 152. And I'm telling you, I was overjoyed because I broke through a lot of things that have been holding me back. And I realized that I am capable of way more than I think I am. So that's kind of my summary of Cape Fear 24 hour. I spent a lot of time being a fanboy. I spent a lot of time running some miles on little bitty circles 
but man was it a blast so if you get a chance to sign up for cape fear 24 hour go for it it will not disappoint you thanks guys i appreciate you listening that's it for living an ultra life <laughs>